0: Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, join us on a tropical vacation.
1: <laughs> Follow us through.
0: It was made funnier by the fact that you went vacation. I'm so sorry, I was like excavation. No excursion. No, I can't get my words right. This is going in the bloopers. Anyway, so welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, join us on a tropical excursion. Follow us through terrifying laboratory experiments and gaze upon all of the horrible furry creatures as we delve into the island of Dr. Moreau,
2: 1996. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine,
0: and I'm Jonathan. This was a Patreon episode requested by our number one Yeehaw fan, Sean.
2: Shout out to Sean from Texas.
0: <laughs>
3: That's
2: my burrito
4: Ooh, brother. Woo, woo. <laughs> the Karate Master. I'm curious
3: to know why it's the '96 version and not the other one.
4: I talked to Sean about this. It says that other version's whack. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, I quote: but This one whack. wasn't. Well, oh, he said this one has more action and explosions. I mean, the other one—the other one did the worst thing that a movie can do:
3: be boring.
2: Oh man! <laughs> At least this one has some
3: weird flavor. At least
0: it's got Ron Perlman.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. As a goat priest.
3: Weird goat.
2: But thing. before we get into goat priests, yeah, uh,
0: there's a promotion, Justine. Yeah, right? Yeah,
2: we got a little special thing for our listeners tonight. You guys ever, you know, it's starting to get a little cooler in the evening. You ever go out and just not know what jacket you want to wear? Well, we have that covered for you. Tonight's program, they make horror-themed merchandise. Really cute stuff. And you can get a special 20% off discount using our code BDTGH. That is BDTGH. Just type that at the checkout and you can get 20% off of your horror-themed merch. At which website? Tonight'sprogram.com. Gotcha. So Bet. check it out. Bet.
4: Check it out, y'all. It They've got whack. a lot
3: of stuff on there. I was yeah. looking through it. They got anything from leggings to hats to uh, pullover sweaters, crew necks, things like that.
0: They also have that really cool mayhem themed like Halloween t-shirt. I really want that Which one. looks sick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to be the first person to use that code. <laughs> right. I feel like
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, we're just going to order shit.
2: It's time. Spooky season is upon us. So
3: pull over and he hoodies You gotta don come the
4: little
2: uh, sheet ghosts.
4: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this movie's a fucking train wreck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Back to the movie.
4: I gotta say, like, this movie is based off a novel by H. G. Wells from 1896, which is
3: kind of funny because I feel like it would be a cursed film if it was based off an hg Wells
0: story That's he true. wrote this after having an argument with someone oh, all essentially right, over I feel that. over like the fusion of man and animal and i find that very hilarious
2: <laughs> i guess uh, i want to know what brought up that conversation in the first place
4: uh vivisection was really big back in the olden days so like they were just talking about because it was a a new technology technological feat basically of mankind and Tried to dip its toes into vivisection with animals and humans. So I guess with. It's kind of like Jurassic Park, how. You have to. It's a warning for man to not fuck with yeah, things. That's
3: exactly right. I feel that they're trying to warn against changing of nature because at that time there was a huge amount of industrialization, industrialization happening, and it was changing a lot of how our natural resources were, <laughs> like the rainforest, things like that. This is the era of like save the rainforest,
2: and I mean, like, aren't we still in that era?
3: No, they're gone. <laughs> so well, now <laughs> we
2: still try to save the rainforest, right?
3: Most of the
0: Amazon is like cut down. <laughs>
2: We can't still save the rainforest, right? So, so
0: yeah. naturally, the conversation shifts from industrialization to, now what if yeah. we put people and animals together?
3: This is like pre, uh, what's that movie? Splice, which is also a <laughs> fucked up movie. <laughs> if you ever want to watch a fucked up movie about hybrids, go ahead and watch Splice. So this
4: movie was in development hell. A long I, time, And once, once you know a movie is in development hell, that's when you know it's going to be Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I feel like he thought it was going to go well. At least the first director did. Oh, well, um, He didn't
4: last long, did he? No. What was, what was his name? Uh, Richard Stanley. And we've talked about them before.
3: Fired like three days onto the, onto filming.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Stanley directed Color Out of Space. No way.
3: Yes, that is the same dude. Yeah, well, he did right there. Yeah.
4: Also directed Hardware, which is a sick-ass industrial movie about robots. They play industrial music while they fight robots. It's cool.
0: He spent four years prepping to make this movie and then was immediately fired from it. <laughs> there's,
4: an entire, so there's an entire heartbreaking wow. yeah, right? <laughs> there's an entire documentary about the failure of this movie because it was his project until the uh the movie like company went and moved in on it he got he
3: got fired through a fax (laughs) can you imagine getting fired through a fucking piece of paper on a fax machine
2: i almost wish that we were reviewing the documentary about this movie (laughs) rather than the movie because i feel like there's way more substance in the documentary oh yeah the shit show that that was was trying to develop this film it's
4: it's the moment where the movie is okay eh, but like the story of how the movie was made is more interesting um so I would tell you about the cast, but I'm going to tell you about what Richard Stanley did to get his cast. <laughs> so he consulted a magical warlock to do a blood ritual <laughs> in which he could manifest to get uh, Brando. What's his name? Marlon. Marlon Mar- Mar- Brando. What's his name? <laughs> it's Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah I love sorry. That I energy. only one of the most influential actors ever. <laughs> I always, I always forget is his first Brando name. Brando oh my god. But yeah. So he did That's a blood wild, a blood dude. ritual to get Marlon Brando on the set, and uh, Marlon Brando agreed.
3: he mostly agreed because he said that he knew or his dad knew some guy who used to big be a big game hunter in africa and he was like hey i used to be friends with that guy because marlon brando grew up in like the 50s and the 60s so of course he knew someone like that and he was like yeah i've been interested in this character so i'll go out and do it but they didn't know he was like fucking nuts by that point
4: yeah and then originally for uh the other the main character they were considering that Bruce Willis come on. <laughs>
3: yeah, but he was getting divorced, so he's like, I'm not doing this shit. Also, they the were, we're the going to have James have Wood
4: different. as a Dr. Montgomery.
3: It would have been amazing if there was James Woods in this movie.
2: <laughs> no, I'm here for Bruce Willis. That would be a whole other movie.
3: It would be a completely different movie. What was he even doing at that time? Was this, this like... Is 96? Divorcing Demi Moore? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, getting divorced by Demi Moore. Getting divorced. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> him and Val Kilmer both got divorced, like around yeah. the same time. Yeah, I, it,
2: and that's just the
4: beginning of the curse. And then I, I oh, Mitch, Mitch, tell him what you told me in the car about Val Kilmer.
0: <laughs> oh my God! So, I mean, first off, Val, Val Kilmer didn't. Oh God. So Val <laughs> Kilmer was way up his own ass when he walked onto the set of this movie because he'd just done Batman Forever. And, of course, you know, that was a stellar production and did really well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, like, oh. this hotshot diva-ass dude coming in here, and he's just like, I don't need to fuck it. He he basically was so far up his own ass that he declared that he needed a 40% less, like, work. 40% less work <laughs> yeah, on this film. He a reduction
3: so he, on his time on set.
0: Yeah, so he would just, like, sit on his ass and do absolutely nothing so- and Oh, my God.
4: New Line wanted him to be the main character after they lost Bruce Willis. Um, but like Mitch said, they dropped, he wanted to drop the workload on himself. So they gave him the role of Dr. Montgomery because there's less lines.
3: Yep. Also, before that, the people in, at New Line Cinemas wanted to dump Stanley and give it to Rowan Polanski. Yeah, they they did and they went and asked bag. him. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And so he went and got Marlon Brando's help, and he came back. And of course, what are you going to do? You can't say no to Marlon Brando at that point. So they're like, I guess we'll go with this director.
0: I'm getting anxiety just discussing <laughs> the shit show that is the production I just, of get, this That film. was before they even started shooting.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just wait till they start.
4: So they shot in Australia. <laughs> um, Australia. However, fun. before the shoot, Marlon Brando's daughter committed suicide. Right, due which was really sad due to the fact that she couldn't find the murderer of her husband back in the day. Fuck, yeah, that sucks. And then that same week, the French uh, military also launched a nuclear bomb, like a couple miles away from Marlon Brando's home in Tahiti, uh, uh, <laughs> his pro- private island. So. This is a, a train wreck of a movie production, and we haven't even started shooting. Uh,
0: somebody's grandma, who I forget, but their house was also struck by lightning. No, not what? once. Not twice, but three times. Oh, That's Richard Stanley.
1: Right. I don't, don't the, know. Uh, yeah, Scientifically,
2: <laughs> the probabilities are just off there. This yeah. That was an act of God. God Cursed. did not want this movie to be made. I don't believe in God, also, but he didn't want this movie to be made. The main
4: assistant to Richard Stanley... Got bit by an exotic spider and basically uh, native to Australia, <laughs> and their skin started to peel. What the fuck? Off. That was pretty bad. And then the the warlock who gave the blood sacrifice so they could get Mar, uh, Marlon Blando, or Brando. <laughs> <laughs> like, Marlon Blando. <laughs> I think mean, that's a more that's accurate a name.
1: Oh.
4: <laughs> 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 Essentially, yeah, Marlon Blando. Um, <laughs> he got infected with the flesh eating bacteria. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, wild. that was bad. But a lot of bad shit happened.
3: If you're still wondering who the fuck Marlon Brando is, he was in The Godfather. He's he is <laughs> he is the Godfather in that movie. He was also in a streetcar named Desire, which is an old as fuck movie that people really like. Oh, and yeah. Apocalypse Now. A,
0: a lot a lot of people that have followed Marlon Brando for a very long time in his series would would claim that for the last ten years of his time in film, he was <laughs> he dialing was, it in. Yeah,
4: well, <laughs> he was losing it. So there was also a hurricane on set. Yes. Um, And basically (laughs) Stanley saw all these exotic animals being needed for the film. So he just decided to try to save all of them. And in doing so and like getting like risking his life during this hurricane, he saved all these animals and a jaguar pissed on him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful.
4: And then he got fired. (laughs) And, uh, They offered to pay him his full salary and escort him back to L.A. as long as he promised to not sabotage the movie set.
2: But
3: (laughs) He threw a fucking fit. (laughs) He ripped up every piece of script he could find so that they could not continue with the movie. And then the new director had to bring in a writer to try to rewrite what they had already written there. But then
2: I also heard that the old director decided to sneak back onto the set as an extra. Yeah, he never left the island. He was literally in the background of some of the the scenes as an extra. No one knew who he was. so
4: That's um, fucking great. A lot of the makeup people, they had to be stuck in their makeup for days on end because Marlon Brando and uh, Val Kilmer couldn't agree with each other. So they would always be like, I'm not getting out of my RV until the other guy gets out of his RV and
3: shit like that. What a petty fucking fight. And
4: so they went off set and they found Richard Stanley two miles away from the side of shooting, just smoking weed with Australian hippies. And they were like, dude, you got to come back, man. And they put him in makeup and they made him an extra. And he got to destroy the set in that, uh, in the like final climax of the, of the movie. Oh, I bet and he, he was going in. He said he felt so fucking good doing that. <laughs>
0: Uh, th- so the movie finally got back on track as soon sort as of. they brought Stanley back.
3: <laughs> also, Feruza Balk is in this movie, and she was pissed when Stanley was fired. But oh, they yeah. forced her to come back because she, they said her career would be ruined. She
4: threatened to take out her own heart with a sushi knife. <laughs>
0: what? Right I didn't know that. Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh,
4: my God. Well, can we Richard talk Stanley. about how she's a cat girl in this She movie. is the cat
3: girl in this movie.
2: She's a nickel. <laughs>
4: Was this before or after the craft? Because ooh, <laughs> uh,
3: shit! When did the craft come out? That was late late nineties, I thought. This so is early nineties, right? Pre, <laughs> pre okay, up? if this is pre
4: nineties, she went up. But if it's post, ooh, they're all <laughs> looking it up now. Right. Let me. The
2: craft g- debuted in ninety six.
4: All right, she just went up. <laughs> she went up from there. <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely.
0: And I, she actually did a very good Dude, it's the performance same in this year. movie. I think. <laughs> Let's Wait, just, it was the same year. These movies were released it's the same year. This is year.
2: awful. <laughs> well, which one came first?
4: <laughs> uh, this was in November or August 23rd of twenty third of ninety six. When was The Craft?
1: I'm going to look it up.
4: <laughs> okay. Typing. Typing, typing. 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 Thanks for thanks for recommending this. May third. So this <laughs> this is post. The Craft. Whoa. Fuck!
3: I would be mad as hell if I did a cool-ass movie like The Craft and then got onto this shit.
2: <laughs> and I'm a belly-dancing cat girl. Well, instead. actually, you know what?
3: People didn't really like The Craft when it came out. That's fair. If we were thinking back on it, it only became a cult classic afterwards. So she she kind of, in her mind, was probably on a streak of bad movies.
4: And then... Brando also consulted uh, Stanley and said, do not come back to this movie set. This is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> this is lo- not a good movie. I love that
3: they recorded all of their petty insults to each other because <laughs> so many people were around while they were arguing. I love That it. they were like, according to this person, this was said. And they <laughs> they Yo, were constantly harassing each other the on The cameramen were having so, a field day with that. With uh, these two
4: children fighting each other, uh, <laughs> they had to bring in the director, John Frankenheimer who is known for doing various like episodes and movies here and there he is known for being strict on set, though. And mm-hmm. so everything became
3: very militant,
4: and he often <laughs> disagreed of with those old people. school
3: directors who uh, didn't work with people. He told them what to do
0: True. <laughs> on every single thing. I mean, at, at this point, with all of this bullshit going on, no, yeah, you someone need. had to step in.
2: You need Daddy <laughs> to come in and give everyone a spanking. And they didn't <laughs> listen to him.
4: Now, the, the term, I did this movie because of Brando, is like all over this movie. Pretty
3: much the reason why they all stayed.
4: Yeah. They wanted to work with this guy, um, but he also made up his own get up in the movie, which he <laughs> wears. He's like sunscreened and wearing various hats and cloaks and he looks dumb. He also said that he wouldn't do a certain scene unless they made him an ice bucket hat, uh, a, a hat that be, can be like, you could pour ice and water in it and it would cool your head. And so the, the production designers had to like fashion this hat, like on the scene Immediately afterwards. Oh, my
2: God. What a diva. I, just, <laughs> I can't work in this heat. All right. I'm going to stay in my nice AC trailer oh. until you get me an ice bucket
1: hat. Okay? Yeah.
0: And, I mean, some of those lines are just him complaining about the heat. And then he wanted them to create the ice bucket hat. So they had to use a pot and make a hat for him because that's really what he wanted. <laughs> and I'm guessing, like, well, if it's Marlon Brando, I guess I got to. <laughs>
2: Man, I just wonder what it's like to be one of the people on sets that are assistants and just have to pull these random god, things together be fucking for awful. people.
3: <laughs> to be a PA on that's that set, it's fucking awful. I
2: don't know. I would kind of like to have that job for a bit just to see what fuckery people are up to on. <laughs> just be like, oh my god,
4: you work with this? You're like, yeah, he's not as good as you think he is.
2: <laughs> I mean, anybody I know that's ever worked with a celebrity usually says that. Like, Never I knew meet your uh, a girl who does sound design, and she worked at a stadium nearby, and she got to meet Kanye West. Said he's fucking nuts. Don't you
4: do,
3: don't you berate Kanye on this cast? No, I love Kanye,
2: <laughs> but Kanye is fucking nuts. Let's I'll agree just to that. Call a spade a spade, dog. <laughs>
3: okay, but he's about to release a fire album, though.
2: He already <laughs> did. Don't do slaps.
3: So
4: I'm I'm getting applause from our audience. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. a seance, but whatever. Oh
3: fuck, that's real
4: shit. <laughs> okay, so but one thing that uh, I'll oh, go ahead.
0: Uh. Marlon also really wanted uh, Nelson De La Rosa, who was the former smallest man in the world, uh, to have the same There's outfits as him. Man? Yes. No. Yeah. Someone has usurped him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious considering right how small off of he is. The yeah. World record book. He small. Yeah. I I, I I did just find the name of the other guy. It's a it's a guy from India, but I don't want to upset anyone by mispronouncing his entire name.
2: Try your best.
0: Oh, let's try my best. Is okay, cool. I
2: encourage people. Try I was their
0: really best. happy that that the original <laughs> was just Nelson de la Rosa, so then I can do that, and that's fine. But then Chandra Baradur Dongi is currently the smallest man in the world.
3: How big is he? How tall is he? How big is he? Uh,
0: one foot, nine and a half oh, inches. What? Oh, my God. That's
2: a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really insensitive. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs>
0: I have been... I am hurt. <laughs> well, yeah. But he really wanted him on. He there. got
4: very obsessed with this little man and decided to like write him in every scene that he was in and made the production design... Have matching outfits with him so it's basically the precursor to mini me and Austin Powers I was about oh to say God. he just wanted a mini yeah so I also I <laughs> he was
2: like you're the only one on this set who
4: understands me oh <laughs> and he doesn't even talk in the movie yeah. so it's so great um, my favorite part is that he would spend hours upon hours just in his RV just in air conditioning eating miles upon miles of frozen pizza over and over until they were ready for him. Man,
2: no wonder he was so hot. It was all that salt and carbs. <laughs> he's
3: old as fuck dude.
2: At that, point. Hey, he's old. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Old people, their internal AC just turns yeah, off. At you know a what? Age. He was
3: alive before the microwave was even a thing. <laughs> so oh, like, so how was he, he making was so excited he was, like, about it? Yeah, about his like, his like, he's always stoked on it. What's that? Never mind. Here's, Never the, mind.
4: here's the last piece of production <laughs> I have though. But John said it earlier, he would refuse to, like, read his own lines. Yeah, it's And nuts. often improv, uh, improv them. But he would wear earpieces and get them from an assistant. Um, but once the uh, the earpiece was intercepted by police radio. hilarious. And uh, he exclaimed the line, There is a robbery at Woolworths out on
3: camera. <laughs> I wish they kept that in. I'm sure
0: it's in a blooper somewhere. <laughs> I've created this island. There's a robbery on... <laughs>
2: It's like I don't remember this being in the script. Oh wait, I didn't read it.
4: <laughs> so,
0: so probably to move ourselves away from any segue.
4: Yeah, away from production and more Yeah, more narrative. from more
0: production and how awful this production is. And then off to the awfulness of the movie.
3: <laughs> um I think it ended up being not so coherent because it went through like four writers and three directors. <laughs> so the fact that they even finished it is kinda wild. But uh, the original story is pretty dope. The one H.E. Wells wrote.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I've never read this book. Apparently, it's very short. It's like 137 yeah, pages. Yeah, it's really short. Uh, no, no wonder because it came from an argument.
1: So, you know, <laughs> it's just,
0: just H. G. Wells being really caring. Well, Fuck this dude. Jeez. His dumbass opinion. I love how petty
3: authors can be. It was like Dr. Seuss making a book on a bet. Yeah. <laughs> he was, the dude was like, I bet you can't make a book with less than 10 words. He's like, I got you. And made fucking... Um, what is it, the the fish book? The One red fish, fish blue fish. fish. He made that red book fish, on a bet fish. and won. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
2: this is great. Look at how much money he won petty uh, i wonder how much money
0: he won oh it was petty it was like 20 bucks or something well he like that. made a whole lot of but money but then he sold the book and yeah. made a bunch of money <laughs> so the beginning of this movie starts on a life raft after a plane crash <laughs> yeah. and we've got these three individuals who are fighting over water and this actually got me really excited for this movie because there's some pretty it's a pretty intensely violent scene and i was like this is exciting yay cool one of them gets eaten by a shark after getting <laughs> stabbed and then the other one he just beats his face in with an oar and Put also is that ocean. guy
3: from harry potter david or am Thoulis? i thinking of someone yes. else that's him right he that's is, lupin yeah. yeah lupin okay yep. i was like that's the same oh, dude shit. <laughs> yeah i thought he looked familiar his face looks super familiar and i was like oh he was in he doesn't look like he aged that much which is weird
4: <laughs> yeah so david thulis plays uh the main character in this supposedly he's like a uh, un worker working and then essentially got thrown off the ship they're shipwrecked and then eventually they find the uh, a sailboat from Montgomery who is going to the island of Dr. Moreau to refill on animals and eventually instead of you know taking him back to the main island he just takes him into the island to be used for a secret experiment that he doesn't know but basically he finds out some horrifying things
3: not before stopping to watch Rooza bulk dance belly dance <laughs> Which is such an awkward scene. Oh I mean, if you can call it that. Damn. Are these? Th- do these? Things oh, if con- you can call it dancing, do, yeah, wait, it was awful. Do these <laughs> things?
4: Wait, wait. I was going the other route. Do these series of image projections count as scenes? What or do you mean? They, do they?
3: Do they even constitute as scenes? Or are they just oh, all like bad? like the movie itself on a <laughs> narrative structure? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. No, it was so abrupt at times that I think they had to just edit it and cut it because they had nothing else.
1: Fuck. <laughs>
4: I, I'm kind of upset with how uh, M- Marlon Brando's character looks. He doesn't look like evil science to me. Yeah. yeah, he looks
2: like a mix of Emperor Palpatine and Humpty Dumpty.
3: And Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> just, just with all the white.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he looks like
3: he had like theater makeup on and then just didn't do anything
4: else with it. He looked, I mean, he had such a huge stomach in some shots. I was like, Holy crap, dude, you look enormous. And then I realized it's all the pizza.
1: (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) It was the pizza. Miles upon
4: miles of pie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's the life of pie right there.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate this.
2: (laughs) All right, I'm leaving.
3: Bye. Yeah, it's time to go. We're ending this episode right (laughs) now. now.
4: (laughs) Well, the original story um, was a, a very interesting piece of science fiction, and then it evolved into a 1970s movie but it didn't really do so hot. So they're always trying to do a new reiteration. This is the 90s version. And then just announced last year, there's going to be a new version coming out within the next two years. Whoa. For a revamped audience
0: of an original story.
2: Jordan Peele's going to direct it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know, but I I could see it.
0: (laughs) So what's the secret on this island, Mitch? The secret on this island is that Dr. Moreau You don't see for quite a while. Not, not, not for a while. I was like almost like is Val Kilmer's character Doctor Montgomery. I thought that that too. The actual Doctor Moreau here, but no, it's not. He's just like the jailer. He's like an enforcer. Yeah, the enforcer of the furry people. (laughs) But essentially, what's being created here are human animal hybrids. So if you've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist, oh no, that kind of.
2: (laughs) What was the name for them? Was they nice. were called chimeras. Chimeras. chimeras, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Chimera is used a lot actually. Right. Um, I feel like we've heard this quote a lot. Hunter Hunter the Chimera Ants. Yes. Jesus Christ. The most
3: useless yeah. arc in fucking anime so, history. Yes. yeah, no, so... it was
2: it was a good storyline. He <laughs> just should have ended it like in half the episodes he did. <laughs> Anyways. It's it's difficult. so it's
0: so awkward because they throw uh what the hell is the name of the the guy that gets stuck on the island? I'm trying to remember his name. It's like that's no, it's not Charles. Chart. It's like I don't I don't remember. Anyway, the dude that gets stuck on the <laughs> island played by <laughs> David Thewlis uh, gets yeah, stuck are so talking the about
4: David Thulis also known as Edward Douglas. Edward <laughs> Douglas,
0: thank you so much, Mer. I forget a lot of names in here because they're a lot of names. <laughs> um, but yeah, he gets stuck and he gets trapped essentially. And he's like, "Why the fuck are all these bars on this place?" And he like picks Locke picks his way out and then goes to the laboratory and finds a strange a hybrid giving birth to like a cow creature maybe
2: uh, I couldn't watch that That scene. it
0: it it fucked me up a little bit. So <laughs> this movie gets a couple points for being a little horrific at times for sure. Yeah, quite Jesus. quite horrific, I got very some, horrific. I got
4: some mad like uh Planet of the Apes vibes, but that's I when was I was thinking that. That's when I realized that the animal effects are done by Stan Winston, the oh, legendary yeah. makeup artist. Yeah, which is kind of wild. <laughs> They did a lot of stuff, including Jurassic Park and the Terminator movies. So I would say every movie that there is that he did, but there's too many. He's a really fucking good guy. <laughs> also, shout out to Rick Baker because I love that fucker too.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but yeah, he did the creature effects. And some of these, they do look like Planet of the Apes things, like, like creatures. Yeah, we should talk about
3: Planet of the Apes Yeah,
4: at we some should. Point. I love Charles
1: Dickinson.
4: <laughs> Charles Dickinson was That's like, a good hey, movie. let's do a sequel, but you got to kill my character off. You wanted to be Han Solo, dude. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> or did Han Solo want to be Charles? Di- okay.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> finds all of these hybrid animals. I mean, I think this is after encountering Feruja Bulk's character. Yeah. Whose name I cannot remember because it's there. Some Ayla. of these names are... Ayla. There we cat go. Catgirl. Cat yes. Yeah, cat girl. And then she helps him escape. And then they find like the weird commune of the group. Yeah, with Ron Perlman. Yeah, with Ron Perlman <laughs> as the law, the law keeping ram with his, person. You with his, like, like, weird high pitched voice? Which, which I actually kind of liked him in this role. Also, <laughs> see there are there are the, mostly this movie's trash, but there are some <laughs> standout moments that I enjoy.
4: I I, I like the idea that uh, they can't kill anything. They display that after uh, they find a dead rabbit in the forest so they put a creature on trial and it's his best friend after he gets killed who finds out they're all like connected with a device that shocks them and keeps them in submission so then he goes into his body and rips out the device and basically goes rogue and starts making a band of creatures they call him hyena and he looks like a monkey hyena hybrid but like he's he's probably my favorite part about this movie he's like trying to find guns and AKs and shit so he could take over the humans. And he's so extra. He
0: rips out his own little implant so that no one can tell him no anymore. Yeah. No more pain. No, no more, more pain. pain. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. And what do they call the guns in the in the story?
0: The, 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 the stick that brings fire or some, something along yeah. those lines. Oh, man.
4: Yeah, the, the the stick that brings fire and brings death.
0: Yeah.
1: Fair. <laughs>
4: Uh, eventually they're just uh his character the main character figures out that he he's not gonna be leaving anytime soon and so it's basically the uprising against dr Moreau and the hyena gang basically breaks into his house and I think <laughs> in a in a hilarious scene they figure out what a piano is and they like do discordant chords and like he he's like oh yeah you could play like that or you could play like this and he like Plays a beautiful melody for them, and they all calm down. And it's like one of the only moments that I was like, "This is actually really cool."
0: <laughs> you it, actually did really good. I mean, but also like, I mean, th- that I will. All, I have to agree with Mer on this as well because that's a pretty frightening scene because I'm very much anticipating them just ripping Marlon Brando to pieces in this in this whole thing, and, which they do do, they do do that. <laughs> they get around to try and to get to all that pizza. <laughs>
4: I don't know if this is, like, personification of himself, but uh Bill Kramer, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna keep laughs> Bill Kilmer. Bill Kilmer. I love that keep giving them fake Yeah, names. I'm going to get every production person right and every actor oh wrong. Oh, God. That's <laughs> hilarious. He basically take tries to take up the role of Dr. Moreau, like, painting himself the similar way and, like, getting on his throne and acting like God. And so like he kinda thinks of himself as God and like starts throwing drugs out to all these people.
2: Well, is he not God if he creates life? <laughs> oh, what yeah. did he create?
4: <laughs> he just gives people meth. He, he,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like 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 how does anyone think, Yeah, this is how I calm them down. Give them some meth, some mushrooms, some L S D and right. another hodgepodge of other fucking drugs. And this is gonna calm them down. They'll be in their right mind. I then. don't
2: know about all that. I don't
4: know. A lot of the makeup design had to be uh, like they had to go hours upon also days with it on themselves to a uh. point where the extras were getting so bored that they would often like just resort to taking drugs and like fucking each other in their RVs because they were just waiting for both the actors <laughs> Wait, to get each over other in costume in costume <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ.
0: actual furry con now. That's yeah. what it is. Whoa. They
4: couldn't they couldn't take it off because they had to shoot. And uh, basically a lot of people wanted to leave the set all these actors wanted to leave the set. Like, well, you can't leave the set because we made these costumes for your fixture. (laughs) So we've put like thousands of dollars to make these specifically for you. And then you just see a bunch of takes of all of them crying because they want to leave this place. That fucking
3: sucks. Oh my God. (laughs) So you trapped them all on the island. So what you're saying?
4: Yeah. It's basically, I don't know. It's, it's a little, a little ironic, isn't it? (laughs) That's
3: why nobody was doing good acting. They just wanted to go home. So
4: how how's the movie end? They basically figure <laughs> yeah please we'll get to that please, it. It.
1: please
0: so essentially essentially the the group of hyenas figure out how to rip out all their implants. Dr. Moreau's not able to control them anymore. They slaughter the shit out of everyone. Farouja Bolt gets hung.
2: Not cat girl?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, she no, gets hung. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Dude,
4: after she figures out that she could use her powers. She,
2: she has powers?
0: Yeah, okay. she has cat powers. Well, I mean, I mean, th- this is one of those this is one of those really terrible like uh what is it? Like terrible timing or like cut not not a cut. It's a really bad cut though where it goes to Dr. Montgomery trying to assume the role of the new Dr. Moreau. And he's just like I am God now and try and just speaking absolute nonsense until the dog man shoots him and then says, I am now God, and then is then shot by hyena man (laughs) and then then tries to tell him that
4: also hyena man doesn't shoot him once, he shoots him like seven times. (laughs) Like he's on the ground, he just keeps going like (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> 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 the stick that brings fire and death. <laughs> and then eventually, I is it? It's a whole the horrible thing. They just blow up the whole place because you know why, why not? not? <laughs> yeah, Good, why not? might as well. I mean, I feel like this is not only not only scripted, but also like just a blessing to all of them. Good job blowing up the entire set.
4: And then somewhere on set, Richard Stanley is destroying this place with the extras, <laughs> and he's feeling so good about himself. Oh, man. High on that hippie weed yeah, from the Aussie. The <laughs> most punk rock <laughs> moment.
2: That Australian weed.
4: Yeah. And then eventually there, there's that moment where he's like, tell them I'm God. Yeah. Hyena Man has control. Yeah. He has AKs. He's basically going to become Dr. Moreau at this point.
0: <laughs> tell them I'm God. And then he's like, well, there's God over there. And there's also God over there. He's
4: pointing to his henchmen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's like, "That there can only be one, right? And he uses this as a distraction to make all of the animal people fight each other. And then... You're
1: not God I am.
0: Yeah, exactly. They they all kill each other and blow everything up. And it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And then luckily... Ron Perlman's character survives. Good, yeah. At
2: least something good came. Yeah, this and then movie. I think it's
0: the the Bamboo Man is also the good one. He's the guy with a stick in the very beginning. It's like a oh, baseball yeah. bat. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. He's like just a baseball bat club thing. And then oh, oh god, I think this, his
4: name's Acid Assassin Bamboo. I, I, I used like to kind
0: of ish enjoyed this movie and now i just hate it <laughs> i just hate it because it's oh, such a train oh, wreck
4: wait i, I figured out it, it, it says it's a Sassimon, the baboon themed hybrid who has a fucking baseball bat wait, why
2: does he sound like a pokemon though yeah
1: a- Sassimon.
4: Sassimon. <laughs> oh my
1: God.
4: so uh the main character then says that he'll be back to return with scientists to help them out and they say maybe we should just not do that and maybe we'll just succumb to being animals.
0: Return to Monkey.
4: Return to Monkey!
0: And then he leaves.
4: And I turn (laughs) the fucking laptop on. That's it. That's it. That's That's
0: the whole movie. This, oh god. Fuck.
2: Alright. favorite (laughs) scene.
3: When Brandon, when Brandon and Marlo. <laughs> Mar, Marlon Blando is good and dead now got, um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's
3: either that or the guy getting shot seven times it yeah, sounds it, fucking hilarious it, it is so funny because <laughs> uh, it, it gets to the point of absurd comedy that's not intentional where they like have this physical comedy happening and it's like he's obviously dead and they just keep
0: fucking shooting it's supposed to be terrifying but honestly it's just kind of hilarious
3: it's like yeah
4: he's dead He is definitely dead.
0: You did it.
2: You did great, bro. calm down. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I, oh god. So, folks, (laughs) favorite scenes? Uh, That's Uh, a tough question. When the credits started rolling. (laughs) um.
2: (laughs) Oh, this is bad. Mer, you go first. You look like you're ready.
4: I, I am. Now you made me laugh. Uh, It's one of the, it's the scene where he plays the piano for like the beasts. Basically. It's like one of the more tender moments where he basically says, or the hyena goes, what am I? Am I a man or am I a beast? And basically Marlon Blando's character doesn't have a fucking thing to tell him. So he plays this nice tune for them and then change scene to him getting his guts ripped out. And it's so sick. I love it.
0: Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Right on the hammock too. Yeah, Amazing. it was
4: like like one of the only good parts in the movie. <laughs> oh I was God. like, if I could have gotten more of that, I probably would have gone somewhere. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe. I, I mean, that because see, that's what I was gonna say, but I knew Mer was gonna beat me to it. But I liked the trial scene because that actually built a little bit of tension and kind of showed a little bit of this world they're trying to create. You know, we're gonna have this trial. And then, of course, you know, Mr. Dogman just wants to shoot it, shoot a cheetah person in the face. <laughs> and then, yep, and then Hyena Man's very upset about this. Hyena Man. <laughs> it
2: feels like you're talking to a child, like trying to explain, like, then the Hyena Man. <laughs> what happens? I can't, I can't. This new season of yeah. He
4: Man is lit. We yeah, got cheetah, new Man new cheetah Man and <laughs> Lion Man and.
1: I
2: love this whole movie. Every scene, every scene. Oh, oh really now? Yeah.
4: I'm going to get you a hard copy for your birthday. Oh, not, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, please. Please
2: do it.
0: Holy crap. Um,
4: Did you have I a favorite cry. scene? You could say when the credits I roll. like
2: the the life raft. Okay, <laughs> good. good <laughs> that is good. a sick scene.
4: <laughs> that was my yeah. He pulls out the Shiv out of nowhere.
3: <laughs> oh God
2: bless okay, God. That's, so that's I...
0: all I got to say. All right, Grindhousers. We got to give a rating. Got to get our ratings in oh, now.
3: Oh, man.
1: That's not fair. This this is
3: officially the first movie that I'm ever going to give a one to. Well, Because I don't what? think you can even give a zero to something like this. This is worse to me than when we watched that stupid Dungeons & Dragons movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than that. And Dungeons and & Dragons movie was awful. At least you had Jeremy Irons in that. <laughs> he saved it. He He's went so only hard. Only oh, one. my boy. My boy. He was the only one doing actual acting in that movie. <laughs>
0: Some of the set designs are also kind (laughs) of cool. But yeah, but it, yeah. Officially a one out of 10. I'm going to, because we know the poor crew, (laughs) the poor set folks, the writing, our our poor poor man Stanley here. Just trying to, going through rituals to make things happen, trying to meet their you idols. Know,
2: I just thought of something, too. I think he cursed this movie with the blood ritual.
0: Probably oh, kind of, Whatever did. wizard
2: he had to do his ritual, mess something up while he was doing it, and then unleashed the beast. Jeez. That just I, wreaked yeah. havoc on the I, set.
0: As for my rating, because I know all of that going in, I'm giving it a three <laughs> <laughs> out of 10 I'm Three. No, a three, just because I'm there fair. was suffering involved. Those All right, poor, yeah, I'll bump it to two. Just they for the curse got it cool done.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna give it a solid four points. Wow, you gave four. One point for comedic value. <laughs> two points for the curse. Three points for the oh, blood wizard, and four points for <laughs> Cat Girl. <laughs> for the Cat Girl
3: alone, Cat Girl
4: counts for one point. I'm gonna give this a four. Nice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to agree. I think. The fact that it's a movie that has been made and got finished oh, says a lot man. about Hollywood. They'll uh, just make about just about anything. Yeah, they really will. And so then It's I, all about who you know. For the majority, I'd say two two points goes to Ron Perlman being awesome. <laughs> like the cool goat man. And then another point for uh, Stan Winston doing what Stan Winston does. I think he yeah. always does good creature effects, even if the movies are bad. Some of these designs were fucking butt ugly. And awful, <laughs> but the other ones I was very impressed with, like the uh, Warthog Man.
3: Yeah, the, some of them kind of look like they were just burned, which is yeah. odd. <laughs> this might be officially the lowest rated film we've ever talked about. Probably. I it was great.
4: <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me talk to our audience. I thought it was great. Let me, let me talk... Thanks Sean. We really love this show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like you know
3: what just to get back at you go watch Battlefield Earth. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I
0: give this I give this movie 3 yeehaws <laughs> for you.
1: Yeehaw.
3: <laughs> All right. So I thought for some reason that, you, that means you would say yee like 3 times before you got to the, <laughs> the
1: yeeha. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? Fuck! <laughs> All right,
4: you guys ready to walk out? <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, let me go grab out, my
2: jacket, my horror-themed jacket oh. from tonightsprogram.com. Remember, with our code BDTGH, you can get 20% off anything from the shop. Check it out, get your cute jackets, get your t-shirts. Oh, that's nice, Justine. Yeah, it's real cool. All right, I think I think I'm ready. Just going to slip this hoodie on. Yeah, let's head out. For 20% off, BDTGH, <laughs> tonightsprogram.com.
3: Let's go.
4: Also sponsored by Blue... Che- no,
0: <laughs> Give us the sponsorship, damn it.
4: Yeah, American Boners.
0: Blue Chew, sponsor us.
4: Okay. We are Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast that discusses horror in media and occasionally boners. Uh, <laughs> thank you for checking out this episode. Make sure to check out our social medias where we have the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Instagrams. Uh, also, check out our Patreon. This was a Patreon requested episode for our friend Sean. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! For $2 a month, you could send us the money, and we'll get the recommendation. You give us the money, we, you get the recommendation. And, uh...
2: Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing,
4: bada boom, huh? Instead
2: of your care refuse. Yeah. That one's for you, Brando.
3: <laughs> Blando.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get the fuck
4: out of here. Yeah, how
3: the hell do we get through this without a Godfather reference? <laughs> or, or line. There was too
4: much trash to discuss. Uh, we had to take sure, it out first. Also, make sure to follow us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts to get notified when new episodes release. It's pretty dope.
3: Uh, I'm going right. to make the Godfather music the outro.
4: <laughs> the
0: bing, the wait, wait, do the, do
4: the line. Come to my house.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> can't do it now. You come into my house on the day of my daughter's wedding. And you bring all these furries with you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm out. Bye guys. <laughs> I'm Mitch. I'm Murder. I'm just Steve. I'm
3: Jonathan, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't>
1: even- <laughs>